Hey, I got a question for you. Have you ever played a new game that you never played before? What's one of the first things you ask? I know me, you know, what are the rules of the game? So we, we do this couples game thing, right? And that's like one of the first things you have to ask because in order for you to have good strategy, you have to understand the rules of the game. And honestly, real estate is not that much difference from that, all right? So I like to break things down and make it extremely simple. So one of the first things that we do when I speak to a first time home buyer, say it's someone that hasn't purchased a house in a long time, we have to break down the rules of the game. All right. So what, that's what I want to talk to you tonight about is what does a underwriter look for? What does a loan office look for when they're looking at your loan? So anytime you go to a bank, anytime you speak to a mortgage company, we look at simple things and it's usually the, the just four things we look at. Now, granted, it gets a little deeper, but the four main things we look at will be the following. One of the first things we look at is credit. So obviously we pull credit and we want to see what are the three credit scores. So that's TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. And we want to get a gauge of your credit scores. What type of credit history that you have on your credit report? So obviously credit scores. So if you have a 500, 600, 700, 800 credit score, that's extremely important to the underwriter because we want to see what's the risk factor, right? The other thing would be your credit history. So if you're paying on a car loan, if you're paying on your credit cards, if you have a personal loan, how does that trade line look? So if you have a brand new Mercedes, right? And you've had this for the last eight months. Okay, have you been paying that car payment on time? What is the car payment? Have you ever been late? Okay, so that's another thing. So like I said, the credit history is a part of what we review when we look into the overall uh, view of your credit report. The other thing we're looking for is things that are derogatory on your credit. So do you have any collections? Do you have a bunch of late pays? Do you have any judgments? Anything that's negative on that credit report is typically down at the bottom. So if you want to scroll down to the bottom of your credit report, usually you'll see it down there. And sometimes you'll see it maybe grayed out to draw attention to the loan officer or you as a consumer. So you want to look at that. So be very familiar with your credit report. All right. Understand what your credit scores are. Understand uh, how your uh, your payment history looks and see, do you have anything derogatory on, derogatory on there? It could even be like medical bills and things of that nature. But we want to see what is on there. All right. The second thing we want to look at, actually, it's kind of twofold. So that'll be your your DTI, so your debt to income. All right. So we're going to look at your debt and we're also going to look at your income. Both are important because we want to see what is the risk factor. You know, how much room do you have monthly once you make your mortgage payment? We want to ensure to the lender that you're going to make your payments on time. So we're going to look at your income. So say you made uh, $5,000 a month. All right. So we'll take the $5,000 and put it to one co uh, column. So that'd be your income. The other thing is we're going to look on the, the pay stub. If you w 2 is do you have any deductions that's coming out that may be like child support or some type of loan payment that you had with your company. We'll maybe take a look at that, but let's keep things easy and just look at your income. So $5,000 a month. On the other hand, you have your liabilities. So on the credit report, so keep that in mind. We're not looking at the overall DTI. We're looking at the DTI as it relates to your credit report. So your liabilities, that's on credit. So if you had a car payment, if you have a credit card payment, say you had a personal loan that's on there. We're going to take the liabilities and just say that uh, your your liabilities wind up being $2,500 out of the month, but your income is at $5,000 a month. So that is what? Your debt ratio is what, guys? 
Exactly. 50%. So all you do is take the that liability, divide that by the income, and that's going to give us your DTI. Debt, uh, you, 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 you hear it being called a, a debt ratio or a debt to income ratio. So we kind of use them interchangeably, uh, but basically uh, the same thing. So we want to see uh, what the risk factor is. But one thing that I like to look at as a broker for you is because I'm I'm not real big with just uh, your eligibility for the loan because there's a difference between the eligibility and your affordability. So just because you can buy the house doesn't mean you can afford it. <laughs> so now I want to I need to get a shirt that says that uh, eligibility versus uh, affordability because that affordability is important. And I like to take ideas, strategies from people that are wealthy, people that are rich or that real estate investors that do this all the time. The one thing is they keep that fairly low. So you don't want to max that out. And I always tell my clients that do not max out your debt ratios because that is a high risk loan for the underwriter. And I, I just don't want you to get yourself in trouble or losing your house at a later time. So eligibility versus what? Affordability. Just because you are eligible to purchase the house does not mean you can afford it, all right? So that's uh, what the debt to income, how that breaks down and what we're looking for. The other thing is, is just the, the collateral. So the collateral would be the home itself. So if you're looking to purchase a single family, a townhome or a condo, we wanna make sure that home is worth it and it's in good shape because since the, the lender has that as collateral, they wanna ensure it's something what's to happen to you making your mortgage payments that they actually get their money back at the end of the day. It's all about sometimes the worst case scenario for the bank. So uh, will that house be worth it at the end of the day, just in case something goes wrong? Or and you could see this right now in our current market. If the value drops, say that the market changes in your uh, development or where you're looking to purchase your house at, that might be, that may become an issue with the value. So we wanna say, okay, number one, how valuable this property is, Number two uh, is the is the property is is it safe and sound? You know, uh, is it structurally built uh, well? Are there any issues with the property? So we're going to order something called an appraisal. So we're going to look for the value. We also going to make sure there's no safety risk that's involved with that property or something that's going to probably uh, uh, needs to be replaced, like a roof or HVAC system or windows. Anything major with the house, the appraiser is going to take a look at that to ensure that the house is in good shape and that the you as a, a borrower is not buying something that's going to be uh, pr problematic or become an issue later on after you make your purchase. And on, on the other side of that would be you could request a home inspection. So home inspections are not mandatory, but highly recommended. So make sure you get yourself a home inspection. So the inspector could go out there and take a look at that property from top to bottom to ensure that the collateral that you're buying makes sense. So let's go over this again, your credit. Let's make sure your credit is in good order. Uh, just get familiar with your credit report. The second thing would be your, or the second and third would be your debt ratio. So your debt versus your income, all right? We can separate those, but they're kind of, like I said, one and the same. So ensure that you make enough money so you can purchase the house that you want and you keeping your, your debt low. Uh, because one thing that we run into sometimes is you'll have a person that make a lot of money but they never count the debt that they're currently paying on. But we're, we can't ignore that because that's something that's coming out of your account every single month. And one, one other thing I want to add to it is 
a lot of times we look at the gross income and that's not the money that you make. You make net income. So we, we already going with a higher amount. So we're gonna ensure that we're not taking a higher risk. So as long as you understand those points, you should be good. And the last thing is collateral. What type of property are you buying? Is it a townhome, condo, a single family residence, rural home, a multi-unit, whatever the case may be, we wanna ensure that it's in good shape and the value is there. So worst case scenario, the bank will get the money back. So as long as you keep that in mind, when you're taking a look at a, uh, looking to purchase a home, you should be in good shape. I just want to give you an overview of what we're looking at when you send us your documents. So we're not just behind the curtains here. Like I, I just let them get a house because they have good credit. You got to have good credit. You, you got to have the income, your liabilities, all those things make a difference. But when you combine those together, that gives us a decision to make on you. So just remember those things. If you have any questions, reach out to me and let me know. Peace.